Good afternoon and welcome to the week 21 wrap-up entitled The Winter Season Part 2. Last week was simple compared to this week, but the timing is good as we consider the pros and cons of next year's calendar options. Happy Friday. Thank you for your patience as we were day-to-day -day this week in determining whether or not to have school. I know this left some of you in a lurch because you travel more than a few miles to get to work every day. I want to thank those who came in each day that could take care of the various chores and check out the buildings. Other than the inability to continue student learning, no other problems arose from this winter storm. This week's wrap-up will have very little in it regarding the events of the week, so I'll use, I'll use it to remind all of you about why we have the current calendar that we do and what to consider as we choose next year's calendar. Calendar information. During the last legislative session, Act 688 was passed, giving schools the option to design their academic calendar around 1,068 hours of instruction instead of the traditional 178 days of instruction. Seeing that Mena Public Schools had a regular school day length that went well above the 1,068 hours for the year, we saw the opportunity to make changes that would benefit students and teachers. During the push over the last decade for PLCs to be used in education, the point has been made over and over about research indicating that when teachers collaborate and plan together on students' behalf, the students benefit academically even more than added days of instruction. There's a link to some research, a metadata analysis of the research to validate that statement. There's also some research suggesting that more collaboration time increases job satisfaction, retention, innovativeness, and feeling prepared. According to the Thought Exchange, there's a result, uh, a result link in the text. According to the Thought Exchange results at the beginning of the year, our assumptions were mostly correct. Our district goals data, link included, indicate close to the same results for students as we trend in the right direction, except for our attendance goal. Our absences did drop another tenth of a percent last week, and our on-grade level reading report to the board in January was a really good one. There's still much work to do, but our calendar design was intended to help facilitate our overall school improvement. This week weather has shown us the downside to our calendar, however. When we told the state we would use an alternative calendar, one of their rules was that we could not use AMI for days that we have to close the school. Our anticipation was that we had enough hours in the bank, so to speak, that we would be all right. Well, after yesterday's closure, and assuming we will not have to close anymore, we will be short about four hours of instruction at the end of the year. So I will be discussing with the district leadership PLC the possibility of making up this time on one of the non-instructional days we still have left in the calendar instead of extending the school year to May 25th. We have February 20th scheduled as a non-instructional day, and that would be the first on my mind to change, but we'll consider all the ramifications before doing so. 
Also, keep all of these things in mind when voting on the 23-24 calendar next week. Another point that should be made about our calendar is that the schools that are using the traditional calendar, even though they are allowed to use AMI days, are not finishing the year any sooner than we are. In fact, some are completing the year at a later date. The, the State Department made a ruling that since traditional calendars consist of 178 days of instruction or student interaction, AMI would be allowed. We know the many problems that come with using AMI to count the school day and did not feel that our students would be missing out without AMI as an option and I still believe that the alternative calendar is a better choice for students and staff. Making February 20th an instructional day is much better than adding a day at the end of May. Legislative update. The governor's big educational reform bill still has not been released. Thank you for more comments on Governor Sanders Learns initiative. There's a, there's a link to further comments and discussion thus far and a link to the thought exchange which remains open for any new remarks you have. I'm also providing a list of newly added bills of interest. There's three. The first is House Bill 1323. This creates a child mental health screening program in schools and child care facilities for birth through age 19. House Bill 1333 amends the definition of a student under the AR concurrent or Arkansas concurrent challenge scholarship program. It includes students in grades 9 through 12 instead of 11 through 12. If this is passed, it will start the four-year. If it's passed, it will start the four-year Pell Grant clock earlier. If a student uses the scholarship as a ninth grader, this may also become a problem if courses paid for with the scholarship do not transfer to the four-year institution and all scholarship funds are expended. House Bill 1329. It creates the means by which public school students may substitute comparable elective courses in CTE, as career and technical education, for a required core academic class. In closing, next week, February 6th through 10th, is National School Counseling Week in Arkansas. There's a link in the text with more information about that from the Commissioner's Memo. We have a tremendous team of counselors here at Mena Public Schools, and I thank all of them for all they are doing for us and our community. Thank you, Ms. Mrs. Cheney, Mrs. Thacker, Mrs. Rose, Mrs. Lyle, and Mr. Walston. Have a great weekend, and even though Phil saw a shadow, let's hope for no more winter weather. At Mena Public Schools, our students are prepared, our staff is supported, and our community is confident. Thank you, and have a nice weekend.